Well, I think it's a bad idea for someone in the valley to run against Waldrop. I, I don't know, man. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You, you're going to get the bench. If you get the valley, if you can split votes in the valley and then you work hard in Harrisville. You're not going to get the bench. If you're you're going to get the bench. No, the bench is, you're going to get the bench. What, no. you think the bench is going to vote for Waldrop? Yeah, man. I think you no, just show the human yeah. centipede of they're the not. county commissioners Dude. of Waldrop on the end, and then you lose, because that's what that is. They're not. Welcome, everybody, to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez, uh, co-host. That's right, bitches. It's Meg Sanders. I am a co-host. <laughs> yeah, we finally got Meg Sanders in the house to host. Uh, don't tell the JC people we don't ever listen to them. Uh, also in the layer with me is, uh, to my right, Colby Peterson, special guest, Katie Matheson, and John Miles. On today's show... Uh, we're going to be talking intergenerational poverty in, in Weber County. We'll talk some uh, Utah tax reform with uh, Alliance for Better Utah, Katie Matheson, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to do some pinkies up, thumbs down. We'll talk about the events today. There's no Shane, so Woo. we'll probably talk a lot of so Shane, no Shane so, too. So no one's going to roast Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. But first, what have you guys been dun, doing? Dun, dun. Say it. What's the hap haps? Yes. Meg. <laughs> Uh, well, I feel like every time I'm on here, I, I talk about toilets, but I do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very accurate, but I, I, like I have to share this. So I missed last week. We were going to have me on and talk about some good topics, charter schools, etc. And I couldn't because my husband went mountain biking and fell off his mountain bike and broke five ribs in his back. Ooh. So we go to the doctor and they check him out and. He's fucked up and whatever. <laughs> but they say to him. But, the official but, diagnosis. Yeah, but, yeah. but what about his back, though? Yeah, what about his back? <laughs> yeah. Exa- the doctor's just it's like, fine. hey, it's he's, fine. he's pretty good. fucked up. But, but they but his tell back, him, though. do not lift anything over the weight of a jug of milk. Okay, fast forward to later in the evening. I'm cooking dinner. I hear some odd sounds coming from the bathroom. I go upstairs, and he's unclogging the toilet. So I want you all to imagine the motion that goes in the clogging (laughs) a toilet. It is not rib friendly. So I cannot understand how he went from broken ribs to happily unclogging the toilet. So uh, Oh, he did it with like he had a smile on his face? Well, who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) But that is literally this week I have spent it going, No, you're not supposed to do that. No, you can't do that. No, you know, so if he has really strong arms, then it's not going to affect his Does he have really strong arms, Meg? Well, he was flexing. There was a glimmer of wow. muscle sweat wow. running wow. down. As he Ryan, I hope handled, you're listening. Are you sure that, that wasn't the toilet water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, well, you can expect me to always talk about the toilet. I'll just keep it revolving around that. Nice. Nobody brings toilet humor <laughs> like you do, Meg. I'm very adult. <laughs> I'm adulting. Yeah. Uh, what about anybody else? Everybody else? John, what'd you do? I went to WB's. Oh, it's how was it? Place in uh, the Monarch. Yeah, it's oh, good. Yeah, we went at there, night. Wait, WB's <clears throat> uh, like a like restaurant. In the daytime, yeah, it's, it's like a coffee wine. shop. Yeah, it's oh, like okay. A wine bar. But then at night, it's like a legit restaurant. I mean, the menu isn't huge, but it's like really good, like kind of gourmet stuff. And what? They got fancy cocktails. Did you wear a shirt? 
I, d- I did. I think I had a collar on oh. my shirt. Oh. Oh. Is there a dress code? No. Oh, it's Ogden, bro. <laughs> There's not going to be a dress code. Uh, well, I just I envisioned John going like and it. taking his shirt off while he's eating dinner. You know? He's oh. taking like his shirt, shirt hey, off. If they would have had the patio open, shirt is shirt optional. Come off. Shirt's yeah. off. <laughs> Sheena, eat your heart out. Mm. <laughs> nice. But the food was good. Yeah. It was a good place. It, it seems like the atmosphere would be good. Was it a fun yeah, atmosphere? Right. And I do wish the patio was like, they open. They have a whole side that opens up and then the patio's there and you can kind of look out on wa- or 25th Street. It's cool. Beautiful 25th. Beautiful. I know, like right Pokemon. across. They, 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 the they tore down. Across the street. <laughs> you know what? I love looking at that. That parking lot has been Let's, a bane yeah. of downtown forever. I'm glad it's torn down. Well, yeah, they tore down that whole motel on the, <laughs> the back of the building. The coming out of the Dude, that's like two blocks down. Yeah. Come on. It's the drunks coming out of the You can, you can the see alleged. them down the hill. Oh, like, oh yeah. A generational oh, difference. They're even, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they're even better. Yeah, they're coming out of yeah. alleged. Yeah, that's that's classier, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't slid through barf in front of the alleged. <laughs> Yet. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no like, you haven't been down there enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. Uh Katie? Katie, what have you been doing? I moved. Yes. Oh, yeah. At where to? From where I to I moved from Taylorsville in Salt Lake County wow. to Ooh. Ogden. Oh, you just came here. I just came here. That's great. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm excited about it now after who you guys <laughs> talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, disregard all the... Uh, uh, Kokomo's a great place. Ogden <laughs> has its charms. It's cash yeah. only, though. Mm. It's oh, good to know. Oh, Kokomo is cash only. Yeah, yeah. It's cash That's only. right. Ogden, this is a good time to come to Ogden. You go around downtown and there's just like new stuff happening all over. Yeah. Well, we're like within five minutes of a walking distance of a super like hippie cafe. And Mm -hmm. there's like a, a, you know, a community garden there. So it's like, you know, all the hippies are moving in. I love it. The bench is great. Yeah. It's nice. It's not on the bench. The community garden, right? Well, it's like a cafe Merc has. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, there's one right here too. Oh, uh, yeah. On uh, 27th or something. It's Monroe. Yeah. It's Monroe. Yeah. It's Oasis. Mm-hmm. They do concerts. Yeah. Oasis, they right? Yeah. That place there, is yeah. pretty badass. It is nice. But yeah. So I how do you like Ogden so far? Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's great. But my, my husband had back surgery a number oh. of weeks ago. So I'm laughing at you telling the story about telling him not to pick stuff up yeah. because that's exactly what my experience has <laughs> been. He just like, does it Don't pick that up. Don't mm-hmm. do that. No, you're not supposed to do that. You like slap his yeah. hand. Put that jug of milk down. Right, right. <laughs> so we were lucky enough that we got to hire movers this time because oh. I was not going to do that thing by myself. We Ooh, have a yeah. piano. Like, Ooh. I'm not doing that. Have you gotten to put stuff away yet? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we got a lot of stuff unpacked. So we... Um, in our genius decided to move and then a week later host Thanksgiving. So we have to, oh. on. Yeah. Oh. On. On. we have family coming in. So, but I get anxious if I'm living in boxes. So well, welcome to Ogden. Done. Thank you. It's really nice. I like it. Yeah. You have a good time. Lots yeah. to see, yeah. lots to do. Yeah. You, you lots and Shane Forrester, <laughs> you've joined a secret club where most people who live in Salt Lake County think it's terrible up here. Yeah. I, I've noticed that it's just really bizarre. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You can tell how long someone has lived in Utah by what their reaction when I tell them I'm moving to Ogden. You know, because like the people who have lived here for like over 10, 15 years, they're like, oh, Ogden, that's such a long drive. Why are you moving up there? And then everyone who's new is like, oh, that's great. It's such an up and coming place. That's not a long drive. It's 40 minutes. It's not bad. It's like I lived in New Jersey for 10 years. I drove an hour and a half everywhere, like 40 minutes. Come on. Well, in Taylorsville, the downtown Salt Lake has got to be good. Yeah, it's 15 minutes. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's not. Right. But of course, I, in, in if you saw like city people, I love all of them and are also the biggest snobs because they cannot believe that I commuted from Taylorsville to Salt Lake to go to work. Yeah. So, you know, and I was an Ogden girl that worked in Salt Lake. So I constantly 
Well, they would always tell me when I, I worked at one of the news stations, they would tell me, I don't know if Meg's going to shoot me or hug me because she's from Ogden. <laughs> And yeah, I always wanted to shoot him, but it's I always didn't. this like elitist thing, like, oh it my is. god, you're so lucky to work here. And you're like, uh huh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't get accosted by the bum at Pioneer Park. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. This place is we, got we didn't have to Ogden. disperse we everyone got... to go buy our super expensive kale. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. But I'm excited. I'm going to take the front runner. See how it goes. Yeah. Um, I understand why people don't take public transit because mm-hmm. it's really difficult it's arduous mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely arduous mm-hmm. from where you live though i think you're in a great spot because there's a bus that will go just just past there and mm-hmm. it'll take you the 603 will take you straight to you know the and the front runner station's over by union right yeah that's yeah. right down the street actually right. and then uh, i think brt is going to go right through the bus rapid uh, transit uh, line uh, we'll go one more right through that area as well cool. so for work can you take the front runner straight there then do you have to jump i'd on have tracks? to take the blue line yeah yeah so i found that was the hardest thing because i would take the train in and then have to take tracks to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was always the hardest part was that transfer. transfer. And then For where? For two? Yeah, two. Get out of here. Ride yeah, the bike. Blue line, I dude. do yeah. ride the bike too. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on blue line. Whatever. <laughs> do you think I want to go to work and be sweaty? <laughs> I worked with like Shauna Lake. If I had a glisten on my upper lip, she'd be like, ugh, get that one out of here. Yeah. No, she can't. Shauna can't look at that. <laughs> she referred to herself in the third person. Did she? Be real. <laughs> she didn't, but she would walk like this. Get no! Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> little dish. Little, <laughs> little dish from Meg Sanders. What about you, Kobe? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I went up to Stewart Stadium yesterday yeah. and watched oh, the Wildcats yeah. win their third straight Big Sky Championship. So that it's was awesome. a good awesome. place to be. It was a good place to be. And now we will have playoff football in Ogden in two weeks. Wow, yes. are we going to those games? Uh, we I, I will be there. I, I, I'm, I'm tired I of like trying to invite you guys because yeah. Kevin Tila was up there, dude. We Kevin Tila, yeah, was we, yeah, we were up there cooking bratwurst, you know, what? just like hanging out. And it's so crazy to hear you guys be like, Kevin Tila was there. Yeah, Meg, you should have came. You I could, grew up with Kevin. Yeah, I know you could have hang, you could have hung out with us, but you I have know Lego Kevin? League. I have Lego League. <laughs> Lego League. So one o'clock on December the seventh at Stewart Stadium, we're playing. Playoff football, dude. Oh, I'm busy that day. Isn't that day. the Pearl Harbor anniversary? <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ex- I'll be celebrating. <laughs> Pearl uh, Harbor? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, you celebrate you know, Pearl Harbor? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's Don't weird. you mourn? <laughs> right. right. Uh, wait, what? What's the problem? So we should move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Um, uh, let's talk about the day's uh, local story, right? So, um, like we said at the top of the show, intergenerational poverty. Uh, is the highest in Weber County. We uh, we were talking about this um, all. It, was, it felt like all week because you updated it way early in the in the week about uh, in, in the Slack channel in the hope that you would read it. Yes, and I did. Oh, all right. And it was like okay. what? So okay, uh, intergenerational poverty for people that aren't uh, for the listeners for the JC peeps. Um, it's when. Your so how they found this, and I thought this was interesting in the in the article. So the those that were on child uh, support, right, for the state Pu- public 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 assistance for uh, as a as a child, and are also on it as adults, right? That's kind of how that was the measurement. I think it's like for, a year. Yeah, one or so more you, years. Yeah, you have to be on a it few, for yeah, one or more it was, years. Yeah, twelve then, months of yeah. this, and then this. Mm-hmm. They considered that to be. Uh, the metric right that they use for intergenerational mm-hmm. poverty which was crazy right like that's because like we were on assistance programs for a while yeah, i think that I, I think yeah we might actually qualify because when i was a kid yeah my mom we had food stamps i remember and then 
when I was in college, we were on Medicaid. So I, guess I, I guess I qualify. When, yeah, when I read it, I was like, it, it, the way that it brings it up, it's like, Weber County's number one <laughs> in intergenerational yeah, poverty. You're like, oh, ouch. I think it's interesting to look at the demographics of Weber County, though, when you take that into assessment, too, because we just had an article that came out about Weber County being the top for diversity and mm -hmm. for, you know, um, people from different parts of the world coming and settling in Weber County to work, you know, and uh, honestly, those people have kind of strikes against them as far as opportunity and the chance to climb the ladder of economics, I guess. And so it would make sense that you'd continuously be on some type of assistance. Mm. So I think it's interesting that we have an article about how we have the most, Oh, I can't remember yeah, the, the, the original headline, but you know, people from, um, Mexico and such. It was coming. such a diverse yes. uh, a group of people in, in Ogden. I can't remember. I want to look at the article, but anyway. the most pronounced. So this was, we put this in the, um, rundown is the most pronounced is in, uh, Eight four four zero one. So that was the East Central and West Ogden. Yeah. So that's that's, so that's like right now, right here yeah. and down the street. Um, but see, West Ogden. What? Do you, when, are there people that live out in West Ogden? Dude, come on. You don't you don't drive on Twenty Fourth Street. You go to the freeway. Oh, the alphabets. Yeah, the A A B C. The alphabets. Oh my God! And there's the park out there. That nice little baseball field diamond. Oh, okay, okay. There are people who live out there. So that, that's 84401 as well. Um, I think the interesting thing from the article and the standard, which we'll link to in the show notes, it talks about, so just to kind of give a context, like, well, how many people in Weber County are suffering or in, still in the cycle of intergenerational poverty? And it said 5,044. So that's 1.97% of the county living in intergenerational Ooh. poverty. And so in order to combat this, the, the county received a $150,000 grant from the state I think it was said like a couple of years ago to help with this. Yeah. And uh, this is what, uh, if you remember when Alicia Washington was on the show and we talked a little bit about diversity in Weber County, especially in Ogden, um, she mentioned there was a lady that had been hired by the yes. county to help. Uh, yes, just recently. Melissa Freaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the one that's she been working on And she's the apparently show. supposed yeah. to be a, a pro at this. I mean, she, she's great. Yeah. She really is good. I well, know like, Melissa. So what, what are the, uh, what do you I don't even know what do you do for. I was gonna. So I was on a. Poverty. I was with the chamber. The chamber does this like service group every year called the. Um, can't even think of it now. Oh, leadership Northern Utah. So I joined it with um, just kind of other leaders around town. No, a lot of Democrats. Yeah, few Republicans. Say, this is the uh, Alicia Washington brought this place up too. The leadership. Yeah, yeah. Northern this Utah. is the Alicia Washington is a wealth of information <laughs> show. Yeah. So we yeah. spent a year with the Chamber of Commerce and we were partnering with the county. James Ebert, this intergenerational poverty at the time, was James Ebert's thing, and so he was working with us, and we started an internship program that was about like getting kids connected with businesses that would kind of pay for them to get training because we asked ourselves for a year what do you do about this and there's not a lot you can do like a lot of these people to be honest don't like they want their government services but they don't really want to interact with the government like they're not willing to say sit down with somebody from the government and talk about how much they make and and their whole living situation like they don't want that shit they just want it's probably yeah. not the most positive experience they've had with government yeah. or right. anybody in official capacity. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know that that's accurate. I feel like they <laughs> say, because the way you say that, like, they don't really care to work with the government. They just want their 
government check. Well, I mean, doesn't sound. It's, they're not. Accurate. They are not looking to like give all of their personal information to the government. You know what I mean? Right. So they're just not super eager to engage in government programs, like. Because I, 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 I know what you're saying. Like, it's difficult. I, you know, for six years I worked in a, a Title I school. And a lot of those families were really uh, fighting to make ends meet. And every time they had some official in some capacity, it was usually with child and family services or with the police, things like that. So the idea of sitting down with a government official and letting them into your life has never mm-hmm. turned out well. Yeah, it's not a positive right. experience And so at all. the idea of sitting down again and talking about what you need, it's too difficult to come to the table with somebody that you're not sure if they're after your kids, if they're after the way that you're living. Well, and then you think about a good chunk of these people. I mean, we've been talking about the Hispanic population. And if you look at the numbers, they are focused in that central Ogden, you know, 20th to 36, Washington to Harrison. They're all in there where the concentration of Hispanic families is much higher than all the other neighborhoods. And, I mean, those people just also not interested in... I, I mean... Those people are probably not taking on really any kind of government services. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they're probably not welfare people. They're insular communities. That's another thing. Like they're not, you know, you rely on the community to help you get by and going outside of that is just sort of like, uh, you know, just culturally off. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a really tough segment of people to reach, I think. Well, and one thing I, I want to sort of pull back out from 84401, and one thing that the uh, the standard article talked about was the fact that um, countywide it was like 28% or something like that of children were in, were in intergenerational poverty or at risk yeah. of being. Sounds about right. Yeah, and, so, and that was the highest in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, part of the, uh, that was part of the issue. Well, you know, from my experience, a lot of these kids and the reason why it probably continues a lot is the kids would also have to work. I mean, we love to live in this world where we think that kids are going to school every day and they're getting to sit in a classroom. But no, a lot of kids are still going and working various jobs and giving it to the family to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to end intergenerational poverty when these kids can't get an education. Because mm-hmm. just to even make the groceries, you know, you got it. But they're going to get a $125 tax credit from the legislature, so they should be good now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, what, what do they do? Like, what do you... So, because um, those that are in this intergenerational poverty, right? Like, a lot of times, yeah, they're, they're looking after kids or their brothers or their siblings or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. uh, grandkids. But... Um, what do they, what kind of opportunities are there here in Ogden to pull themselves out of that? And I'm not talking like, uh, government assistance or any kind of government Mm -hmm. programs, but like, let's say that they get a job, right? Are those wages really helping them pull out of this, uh, poverty level? Like even if they did like graduate from high school and, got their, you know, whatever, went and got a, a GD or whatever, but, like, they, they ended up getting a job here. Is it something that's going to be sustainable for them um, and, and build the savings? And, 
and pay yeah, the yeah, rent and pay, the yeah, housing uh, prices. That like, I don't think it's, yeah. It's, it's not, not working for anybody. It sure isn't yeah. going to work for them. Exactly. Like, it's not working for a lot of people here. Why Why do they think that this would make it? I, I don't know. I. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I like about what we're doing. Like, I, Melissa Freeging, who's handling it for the county, I feel like she took that into account. And that's why the program that she's doing is like, let's find kids who are about to get out of high school. Let's have this partnership with, say, 20 businesses around town, say, R&O Construction, where they are going to take one of these kids on. We're going to provide them with the work boots they need. We're going to send them to some classes about, you know, getting, uh, you know, framing or or whatever the base skills are like, it's going to be employment that leads to other employment. An idea that, of an apprenticeship. Yeah, right. You know, right. How that's come back up again. Being what about an like financial literacy, that kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, like yeah, those, those kind of mm-hmm. questions. Is it? Well, I think I I think she's trying to reach out to kind of any kind of business who would take it. So there could be good lord financial we all type. Need that. I, in fact, I know that America First was working with them. Mm. So yeah, there's all there's all those types of things. But I know that what she could probably use, what we were trying to do with our time, is find those businesses who are open to mm. it. And a lot of businesses we approached were open to it because it's, you know, you put in this much money and then the county is handling all of the legwork to to get the families to identify them, to bring them in and, and even, you know, provide some level of consequences if it doesn't work out for you. So it's a really good partnership for the businesses. And and I think it's a cool thing the county's doing. It's... Um, uh, it's it's kind of ambitious, I think. They're, I, they're trying I, something yeah, different. I think it's great. I think, like you said, something different as opposed to just saying this is how it is. I mean, it's hard for me, like, because I hear a lot. I hear you say, uh, you know, they're trying to get businesses involved and they're trying to do things with other businesses and banks and all this other stuff. Like, I hesitate when you say that kind of stuff, just because, like, um. You're just funneling I, I, people into jobs for yeah, them, like low-wage yeah, jobs Yeah, lo, uh, more low-wage jobs that aren't going to do... That but aren't going to do what they're going job. to... Yeah, but a guaranteed I mean, $10 an hour just means that you're guaranteed not to make your... But you've learned a your, skill. You've well, learned and, a skill that's not flipping burgers, that's not a, a simple... It, well, yeah. necessarily flipping burgers service, is not a skill? No. It's a service industry job, which kidding. is known <laughs> to not, not pay as well, whereas you have more of a manufacturing job or a construction job, you are paid better... And you're learning a skill, yeah. and you're networking. Well, the other I thing I was going to say would be too, the, the main thing probably be uh, networking, right? Is the mm, I don't know. Well, I was going to say there, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of factors that go into this. It's pretty intersectional. So when I worked at the university, we were I was working on a project called Ogden Can, and the idea was that you would get the like core partners in in the city or in the county. So it was like the Ogden School District, the Ogden City, the university. The two hospitals, so Intermountain Healthcare and um, I don't Ogden know. Regional. Yeah, I don't know who owns Mount Ogden Regional, whoever they are. And then, um, and then what was the last one? I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, it was the health, the Weber County, Weber Morgan Health Department. They were all involved. And the idea was that you would get at you know these sorts of issues because it was housing, it was education, and it was healthcare. And it was those three things that you know sort of the combination of or the lack of services thereof would create, you know, an even more difficult environment for folks to to get on. And so they were going to try and tackle those together by getting at them intersectionally to create an environment where folks could get out of intergenerational poverty. So that was happening outside of, and I'm sure that, you know, the county is aware of that um, because the university is spearheading it. But 
it's all I mean, like I said, it's, yeah, I it's, guess it's a big ball of it's a lot of things. It's not just employment. It, there's a lot that goes into it. Mm. Yeah. The the part about yeah, I, I guess just to kind of come back, though, I think the part that bothers me is that it's the businesses and businesses really at the end of the day, they really just care about their bottom line. Um, and is that where uh, the government needs to step in? I don't know. I don't know. I it just I get it. They're doing good things and they're good people there. But well, I wonder about this. You know, we've had Danny Brewer on a couple of times to talk about labor unions, and you know, is is there an opportunity for folks to get right. apprenticeships? You know, because like yeah, like I've the, expressed yeah, after we should reach out to the unions, right? Yeah. Well, like after, I, like I said, after we had Danny on the first time, I was like, I missed the boat. Like, why did I go to college, dude? I should have <laughs> should have been a freaking electrician, man. Like, I probably could have bought a house by now, but I can't because I, I mean, too much Shane's a, Shane's a plumber, and that dude. I mean, he's traveling all the time, dude. He's going to Hawaii. He's just taking it easy. <sighs> Yeah. Huge house. He doesn't even East listen Band. to the show. He doesn't listen yeah, to the show. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> but his mom listens. His mom so does. Listen. Barb. Barb. <laughs> she was my soccer coach. Appreciate you. Yeah, back in the day. I like Barb. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's a lot of things, but I wonder like if the the trade unit, I'm sure it's it's on the on the radar because the oh, that was another partner I forgot about was the t- the the OWATC, the tech college. Oh, nice, nice. Was also okay. a piece of this, right? Because you you may want to go to Weber State and that's a path for you but that's not a path for everybody. And the tech college is a more viable option. And, and where, yeah, that's in such high demand now, maybe that is, um, right. These, these trade school jobs are, are coming back, right? Like the high demand and like, absolutely right. Being, uh, what was, when we had Danny Brewer on the, the electricians, the, uh, the plumbers, what was the other one too? Oh, I'm thinking of, it was like a union job. I don't remember what it was. But there are a lot. And so yes. I just wonder if that's that's a part of the of the recipe. And I don't know. We'd have to have Melissa on and chat with her about yeah, it. Yeah, she'd be really interesting to talk to. Yeah. But just sort of a report card of sorts for Weber County and kind of how we're... So we're number one, but not <laughs> not, 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 not a great, good number not one. Not in the great stuff. It's not yeah. a great crown to have. Um, so uh, take a look. We'll we'll drop the, the um, standard... Right, the report in the show notes. Uh, read up, take a good, uh, take it all in, and figure out what you can do to help. I and definitely pay attention because I know the Weber County commissioners have been talking about this nearly every single meeting mm-hmm. where they talk about the intergenerational poverty and where we need to be. I know they were super cynical about hiring someone to do this to begin with, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, so um, in the show notes, we'll also put the link to the actual report, and the report is statewide. Oh, that's what but, that is. But you can home in on the uh, the stuff about Weber County specifically. Okay, cool. Because we're, we're not the only ones. We just happen to have the, the crown at this point, which is not great. So we are, we're going to take a quick break uh, because we got to get people paid, right? Because eh, eh, of the ad? Okay. Uh, and then when we come back, <laughs> we'll come back with Katie Madison. We'll talk about uh, Utah tax report. Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back. Perfect. Sure can. Do I do it like yeah, that? You've done it. Uh, yeah, okay. we're already in. Go oh, ahead. We're, we're already in it. Okay, welcome back to the Junction City Podcast. 
Wiki wiki what? <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> Crushing it. <laughs> I'm a natural host. Yeah. Okay, we are here with uh, Katie Matheson for Alliance for a Better Utah, and she loves her uncle Scott Matheson. <laughs> Uh, that was Jim. <laughs> Jim. Well, Scott is Jim's father. She's digging deeper into the Matheson oh, barrel. Oh, wow. So I am not related to those Mathesons. <laughs> no. I mean, as my dad tells it, we're like second or third cousins. But mm, so really, like, I mean, yeah. But like when people ask if I'm related to the Mathesons, what they mean is have I met them and do I like share dinner with them? Mm. The answer is no. Oh. I've never met any of them. She tries to get her <laughs> Uncle Jim to blink more often. She's like, come on, Uncle Jim, blink. <laughs> You guys I, never noticed? Oh, Colby's doing the Jim Matheson. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never noticed that. I guess he doesn't he blink. He never huh? it's blinks. A, it's been a while since I've seen him on TV. Hmm. I worry for his tears. I love Jim Matheson. <laughs> I worry for his but, So Katie's here because she obviously has a lot more knowledge and background on... Uh, Ooh, tax reform. Cross On stuff going on at the state legislature. Yes, and, and on tax reform and... Uh, if you people are smart and you follow JCP on Facebook, you will see that Colby put out there, if you have any questions, uh, things you want us to run by, uh, that was, Katie. That was in the Junction City chance. Forum, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was so, good feedback. You got to be in the feedback. Yeah, really in the good group. feedback. Lots of really good questions from uh, people oh, in the area. Is so, that what my re- sister was referencing? Yeah. So the first question really was why do Republicans hate poor people? No, just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe true. That was not the first thing we were going to go with. <laughs> I would the first thing that I really wondered about this is how are how does the Republican Party or those in the legislature think this is a benefit to the people in Utah? So uh, this is a, a total and complete guess based on nothing but my anecdotal evidence. And this um just this was solidified in my brain when I was sitting there and watching firsthand the fight over Medicaid expansion at SB 96, which happened this past legislative session. Sorry. And I sat there in, guy. I sat there in committee and I listened to um, Senator Christensen sit there and say, effectively, poor people can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps um, and make the case very much that he disagreed with um, Medicaid. Um, and so in those conversations and then in hearing them, sit there and be completely flabbergasted that people would be upset that there's this you know group of people that will be going, they were going to get Medicaid and then they're going to go back onto the exchange and they're like, well, they can just pay $20 a month, you know, and you know, this fee, it, it's really, it's going to be more like $60 and you know, you know, yeah, you have to pay $25 when you go to the doctor, but that's normal. Everybody can afford that. And I'm like, you do not have the lived experience of what it's like to not have money. Right. And I'm yeah. telling you, if you do not have money and it's a choice between you going to the doctor and you feeding your kids, you feed your kids every single time. This is how people get sick and end up in the emergency room because of stuff like this. And so my take is that they think this is a good idea because they've never really been experienced food scarcity Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe they have and through some set of circumstances in which, you know, they were privileged in one way or another, they were able to, you know, climb up one ladder or another just through a series of, you know, lucky circumstances. And they think that they did it right. And they think that the system helped them. And they think therefore the system will help everyone because it worked for them. Or the system didn't at all, or they had no interaction with the system. And so if they did, it's sort of like, oh, you have to use the system. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. the, that yeah. is what yeah, I wondered. You know, you, you read about how they've met and discussed this, and then you have certain lobbyist groups that are backing this idea. 
Did the legislature at any point sit down with a group of people that make less than $35,000 a year? No way. No. Yeah, no way. Did the legislature sit down with single mothers that have four kids and ask them, how much is your grocery bill? No, well, what the people the don't have a lobbyist. No, the people, and that's <laughs> they what they you. are supposed they to be. They got you, Katie. Yeah. They are supposed to be the lobbyists for their people, and they're not. So <clears> it's the people, and you can see it in the bill, the people, the groups, the organizations, the companies with the expensive lobbyists who could go up there and say, give us a carve-out. They're the ones who got a carve-out. The people who didn't get a carve-out are the people who are, you know, have 20 bucks a week to pay for groceries, and they didn't have a, they didn't have a lobbyist up there. To tell them, you know, we can't afford this. Well, and they well, don't have the fucking time to go up there. Of course they don't. They don't have the no. time to follow it. Yeah. Like, right. who does? I want to go up there and I don't take the time. Um, but so just in case anybody doesn't know what's going on, let's just sort of broad strokes about the tax reform. Hey, I am the host. I'm sorry. Oh, we are, here we go. Get it. <laughs> Ooh, we get are it, not man. addressing the actual topic here. We don't want, <laughs> we want you to go and find you out for yourself. You have to read about it yourselves and then come hear our opinions. I like that. <laughs> but. Could you maybe just no, give us a I sense? Will, of let me, <laughs> yeah, John, I, go I, ahead and ask your question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask the same question. I think, John, is, Katie, can you kind of give the audience kind of an idea of like, how did we get here? Why this? Why now? <laughs> well, um, so there was a bill introduced. So first of all, um, I'm assuming that everyone knows, but maybe they don't know. We only have a citizen legislature, which is, you know, our legislative session is 45 days out of the year, which is like the shortest of any state in the country. Um, and that includes weekends. So um, it's a very short process to get bills introduced and passed and all that kind of stuff. So this past session, they tried to bring forward a tax reform bill that was blessed by the majority, supermajority leadership. They tried to push it through. It was brought forward by Quinn. I think it was Quinn. Um, that failed spectacularly after massive uproar. Um, and so they said, okay, well, we're going to form this, I can't even say it, a tax equalization I just call it the tax force because that's really, you oh, yeah. know, what it is. So it's this group of legislators and they did this, um, you know, seven or eight town halls in the month of July when everyone's out of town and they did, you know, two town halls for like the most populous parts of the state and a bunch of town halls for rural Utah. Yeah, we went to one. Um, we went to the Davis County hey. one. Yep, and, uh, oh, yeah, that was the one with the lawyers and the... Yeah, all the morticians. That, there was yeah, a guy that mortician. got up and was like, that guy's a mortician. He's like, I want to talk about mortician. Like, told you, dude, told yeah, you. He... Mortician from Central Casting, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's the Tax Restructuring and Equalization Tax Force. Yeah, so the no, first, they should the be getting a new name. That's what they should really, <laughs> that one drives me crazy. They're called the Treats. The Treats. The Treats. Um, so they went into <laughs> the these tax, these um, town halls, and then they came forward with a bill, and then they, you know, made some edits, and then they came forward with the second bill, and then they made some edits. So now they're coming. They just released the third form of this. I think it was the third form of this tax reform bill. Um, this past Friday at 5.30 p.m., and it's yeah. a 200-page document. And someone who works in the media, that's garbage <laughs> yeah. day. That's yeah. when oh, yeah. you don't want people to talk about it, and they don't have time. Reporters yeah. don't have time to turn a story and let the public know. Yep. And wow. there's a meeting on Monday at 5. Yep, at 5. At the state legislature mm -hmm. so to was, discuss what mm -hmm. is in pretty that, that crafty. document. Yeah, yep. pretty crafty. So um, that bill came out. But so look at us talking about it on what? Sunday. Because oh. we're that dedicated. Yes. Um, <laughs> releasing it Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So we so the meeting is on Monday, um, and in general, there's like it, this whole thing has been a terrible process from the beginning. You know, tax reform 
I don't know that it's I, I think that it's a good thing that we're doing this now that we're talking about this now our economy is doing well and we should be talking about it at this point you know the Kempsey Gardner Institute said okay we need to be readjusting and the whole Figuring country out, right. the whole country is going through this right now because our economy is shifting from um, a goods-based um, to a services-based economy and so this is the time to figure out how to do this but the thing is the only urgency in this, so they want to they want to have this meeting on Monday, and then they want to pass this. They want to have a special session. I think it's December thirteenth. They want this thing passed because they want a tax cut January first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why is it January first, twenty twenty? Because it's a election year. An election right. year. Yeah. So they want. Hey, we. They want to campaign on. We gave you a tax cut, right? So they're pushing this thing through, pushing this thing through, and it's not. It is not a partisan idea that this is too fast what's going on right now right. it is it is you have people on both sides of the aisle saying this thing is too fast you need to slow this down we need to know what's going on you need to make sure that this is a fair tax reform and then it makes sense right um and so that's kind of where we are now because it's a it's a political thing they're trying to get it done um before the beginning of 2020 and so you know there are a lot of um uh, adjustments to the way i mean i don't know if you want to get into what's in this new bill yeah that, we do yeah yeah sure. well, I, let's I, get in there's like, a lot of shit in here that i want to talk get about get our that hands buried. in the shit great through a, through the knuckles squeeze it yeah <laughs> squeeze it <laughs> sounds gross oh toilet humor damn it oh, i was gonna yes. try to be classy <laughs> <laughs> so the big omission in this bill um which is a, a little bit of a surprise for us is that they don't have anything in here about education funding which was the big yep. issue before where um utah is unique in that our state constitution says that all income taxes go to education funding right and of course we are notori- notoriously bad about funding schools right. we are last place in the country every year for our <laughs> wpu uh so um so that is absent from this um which is interesting and i think what's happening is they're trying to find a different it sounds like they're trying to do something where they're they're putting more of the onus on um local property taxes to pay to pay for schools um and so that's kind of unclear it looks like the education funding piece will have to come in a separate bill and they may not be able to get that done before um january 1 um but in this bill um there's so they're still dropping the income rate the income tax rate from 4.95 percent which is what it is now to 4.56 which is slightly higher than it was in the, the initial. in previous yeah um versions um so i think that loses us something like 651 million dollars in tax in, um taxable income Re- the thing is right revenue the thing is Right now, because of our the way that our constitution is laid out, all of that money is supposed to go to education. So income taxes have to go to education. And so now we're losing all that money to go to education, which we already don't fund. And so everyone's just got a big question mark over their head and saying no, like no backup. There's no Right. So there's a huge B. right, there's a huge question mark about what's going on there. Um, there is a good thing in this in that the tax the tampon tax is repealed. Okay. This is where I got to go. This is where this fucking pisses me <laughs> off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Take sorry. Okay. Yeah, this has been for years that women, people have asked that you not tax a medical necessity that is only for the female population. And years and years of asking this. Nope, 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 nope. And then they pass it. And I'm supposed to like be like, thanks, Alan Christensen, for giving a damn about my period. He doesn't but care. Then he hates her kids, though. We flip, yeah. He we flip around, you know, and we defund Planned Parenthood. So mm-hmm. that's my problem: is that this is just a bullshit move to keep women quiet 
and be like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. But then go around and un, you know, uh, de-plan everything or Defund Defund so, everything else. Yeah, and this is a question I actually had for you, but, Katie, on, on this particular piece, because it seemed like, and this is part of a question we got in the Junction City Forum in the Facebook group, was that it seems like Republicans are including this particular piece because they know it's popular with Democrats in the hopes that Democrats will vote for the rest because they like this one piece. That's what I, I mean, think it's just a does, placating is, move. Is that, is that the case? or Maybe. You also have a couple of groups that have popped up recently that have been lobbying really hard on this issue. Okay. These people are from Utah County, and... Um, you know, it's like unfortunately when you get people they from, have periods there. You know, I mean, so I I don't know. It, it could possibly be. I mean, I don't n- I don't remember the math, so I'm not even sure how many of the Democrats that really need to vote for this. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, it's a supermajority. The Republicans have a supermajority, right. so um, I mean, that what could be it. Fuck? I mean, it could be that there's really concerted lobbying effort, and there's been a lot of press around it recently, and they're just feeling like whatever maybe they're like oh maybe they just noticed like you never know maybe they just haven't noticed that people have been talking about it before (laughs) i honestly could not tell you why because senator lion hilliard lyle hilliard Hilliard. has a period Hmm. and he's like oh i need a pad and then he's like oh i have to pay extra for it that's right buddy i'm calling you a girl with a period (laughs) i think that the tampon tax also covers um diapers is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, we call it like the pink tax, but it's also like diapers, incontinence stuff. Wait, some way to make it benefit men. They were, they were taxing diapers? Yeah. Pretty sure they were. Yeah. Sales tax. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure. I have to wear depends when Fun. I play soccer. So yeah. I know <laughs> all about this. Long road Sorry, trips. Sorry, I have three kids. <laughs> um. So oh, one of the shit. questions that I, w- back to the education thing. So, from what I've seen in the press, uh, the UEA is super against this, and it sounds mm-hmm. like they are going to show up in mm-hmm. force tomorrow mm-hmm. at the meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the thing is, if you're if you're supporting ed- education, wear red. That's the sort of the thing. But yeah, UEA is is not for this. And from what I understand, part of the problem is that the money that the income tax money that goes into the education fund cannot be transferred out into other places. It has mm-hmm. to go to education. Mm-hmm. So, and I, it was strange to me, and maybe you can help clarify. It seemed like. They were saying that, like, well, there's all of this money in this education fund, and we can't move it out to do other things. And so we're going to shift that money over so we can put it in the general fund. And But it's like, well, why is there extra money in the education fund, though? Right. Do you, do you, well, and why did we just pass – didn't we just pass a tax increase, like, a year ago for education and traffic improvements? I don't know about is that. Is that one. Prop 1? Yeah. No, that one no, didn't prop, that prop one, one didn't Yeah, it was question pass. 1. Didn't that pass. was the gas so tax. One. Yeah, they were going to try and tax I was all about tax, it, right? but nobody else wanted it. Well, because we've got this giant surplus of education that they're just not spending on education. Yeah. And their solution is to try to earmark it somewhere else instead. So this is where it gets super confusing, and I'm not 100% clear on it. And we've had these conversations in our office, and we're still not 100% sure. So the way it works is that income taxes have to go to education. There are two different pots of money. There's the general, and then there's the the education funding. And so I think in the 90s, what they did is they included higher education um, to go into the the income tax pot. And I think it was through that, through actually that kind of like silo that you could take money and shift it back and forth, I think is what was happening. Um, And so what, I mean, theoretically, in a world where the Utah legislature wasn't like notoriously antagonistic towards funding education, <laughs> opening up the education fund would not be a terrible thing, mm-hmm. right? But because they historically are very antagonistic towards funding education, 
that's where we're like, mm, no, 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 no. Because what could ha- what, what they keep saying is, you know, we need to open up the income, the, the income tax, you know, education fund so that um, we can potentially, pay, you know, put more money into schools. And we're like, yeah, you just had a $1 billion surplus and you did not put more money into schools. Right. You could put more money into schools now. The only thing that this will do is make sure that you can put less money into schools because right. you're, you're cutting the income tax. So basically imagine that there's two pots, you know, for our listeners, I had to draw a graph when I first learned about this. Imagine <laughs> there's two pots. One is income tax that has to go to education and one is general that goes to everything else. Um, and what they're trying to do is put both of those pots into one giant pot. They want, uh, not in this bill, but in the past, what they've been trying to do is get rid of those two separate pots and put them all into one. Now we don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. So didn't they initially, the idea was to put it all in the general and then. Yeah. So they wanted to, they wanted to, what they would have to do is it would be a constitutional amendment because it's in the constitution and they would have to put it to the people and the people would have to vote, um, to get rid of that amendment. Um, and they would. Well, and I mean, well, and they no, would. But, but regularly education funding is the number one issue for Utahns. Like for years, mm-hmm. polls have shown that education funding is the number one issue for Utahns. So I feel like that would be just like bad political calculus for them. I mean, like you say, the UEA is super mad about this. But I feel Way. like they are so good. The legislature is so good at pretending like they did. You know, you guys have heard me bitch about Ann Milner's Teacher Student Success Act where they mm. said, oh, we're going to give a whole bunch of money to all the schools. So everybody thought that they funded more for education. Oh, right. And they only got $1,000. And then it only came, yeah, it came out to nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And But everybody in their head feels like there was a windfall for mm-hmm. education. But when you broke it down, right. it was nothing. And I mean, and, and that could very well happen. But also we have to remember that we are living post-2000 election which was post you know destroying of the propositions uh, by the Utah legislature and I feel like because you know partially because of the maniac in the White House everyone's a little bit more aware of what's happening right now in politics but also because of you know the maniacs in our Utah legislature who are just like saying stuff like did we repeal the will of the people yeah we probably did Christensen said that and you know when 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 you hear (laughs) when you hear them say that you know local people are becoming more awake and more aware and so I don't know I mean I would imagine that people's inclination is to first think you know the Utah legislature is trying to sell me something I'm not buying because you know look what they just did with the propositions who Mm -hmm. knows you know what you have to do is you have to get of course a good messaging campaign yeah against that but we don't know that they're doing that now that's all up in the air why is this I mean, called the poor tax. I've heard all over that this the, is a the poor the, tax. This is a poor tax. Oh, because it raises. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, um, w- like just the whole like the whole tax yeah, the reform whole thing that it's taxing the poor. What? What? Well, because of the food. Of it, the food. Yeah. So they um have it's proposed, a regressive tax. That's what it is. It's a regressive tax, right? So, but I mean, like to your average person regressive tax probably i don't know that that means a lot so doesn't mean anything to a lot of people yeah so what it get it they don't what it means is that so um actually i think it was during huntsman's tenure we um dropped dropped the the food the tax on groceries so unprepared food um we dropped it down and what they're proposing is to raise it up again to the normal sales tax rate right so it's like somewhere around five percent right like four point six something percent right so they want to make groceries more expensive and um, 
they, and that's why we're calling it a poor tax because higher income people, you know, first of all, we're all starting in the place where we're all humans. So we all need food. Right. Mm -hmm. And so higher income people can afford, you know, the slight income in food prices. But when you are on, again, a $20 a week budget to feed your family, you feel that increase. Right. So of course the legislature in their infinite wisdom, like Medicaid or whatever, right. right. Like, uh, yeah. Right. So, so they're in their infinite, um, Yeah, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to do a um, a credit, a tax credit, which of course you have to first file for your taxes, and a lot of these people make less money than they would need I to feel like to that's file. That's so key, right there. Yeah, and then yeah, that's one thing Chris Neville brought up was that that yeah. piece right there right. was that in addition, uh, there's this paperwork that has to be done now. Yeah, um, and then you, I mean, <laughs> if you if you're living at, at income levels that are low enough that you're you're feeling the in, the increase in the tax on your food. You can't wait for, you know, $200 at the end of the year when you, you file your taxes. Yeah, like, okay, excuse me, landlord, would you just wait for a year while I, you know, until and I, I and file my taxes? I think that $200 would make any difference mm-hmm. in the cost of how your groceries go week to week. Mm-hmm. People, you know, that have four children, mm-hmm. $200 is what they spend so quickly groceries are not cheap no yeah and you have to feed people three meals a day mm-hmm. and two hundred dollars is 125 isn't the tax credits 125 per mm, i don't child? remember off the top of my head I think it's 125 which is just bullshit mm-hmm. that's not enough to feed a child three meals a day inside of a week no. let alone you get it for a year 125 dollars. yeah and there was a question that meg had earlier in our slack channel katie do you know how they came up with that particular number why 125 dollars? do you know no why idea. that number it's just a number that they decided that was no I'm, I'm assuming that they've they've looked at you know they've had some member of their whatever the people who do the numbers figured it out and well and i said, read natalie gochner did a piece for the deseret news i want to say and she came out for uh for this tax uh increase in groceries and had a whole spin on how it will benefit the lower income and how because we have a food tax the way it is now you know the break that's for everybody everybody enjoys that and we're not focusing on the lower income and we need to figure out a way to focus on the lower income and making it easier for them so her idea is well if we raise the tax and give a credit, you're being better for the lower. Yeah, that's one of her favorite mechanisms. If you listen to her talk ever, mm-hmm. like she talks about the earned income tax credit and you know mechanisms like this, where like, oh well, we'll put together this thing and then you can get the money back later. She loves to propose things. I like feel that. like tax credits are something that were dreamed up in a lab by people who have never experienced life like the average like. <laughs> person has and they're like yeah this is a great idea in theory this makes a lot of sense but then when you go and try to apply it you're like tax credits work for people who don't really need them and they don't really work for people who really really need them like right oh cool (laughs) can i take that tax credit to the store and buy some food now it's such it's such like a like it's such like a business thing. It's, it's always through the lens of these, you know, businesses. So it's, it's very frustrating. And also really quickly, another reason that they're calling it the poor tax is because they're increasing the gas tax. So there's, you know, again, the the people, so that's on the distributor side, but, um, people still think that it's going to, right, right. You'll feel it at the pump. Um, and so of course that's going to be felt, you know, in Utah, you have to drive really everywhere. We don't have a lot of great public transportation. And so Weber County, right? Like Weber County has, unless you live in Ogden, like, UTA doesn't reach your community super well. There's nothing in North well. Ogden. No. Yeah. yeah. So 
I feel like a big selling point for those that think this is a great idea. I'm going to read this. This is from the Utah Policy. Uh, Colby, in his infinite wisdom, sends us all information. Says, read this. In the hope (laughs) that you all will read it. (laughs) But this is what I feel like is one of the the parts where they're going to herald as being a benefit. The personal income tax deduction for a dependent will go up from $565 to $2,500, which will mean less income tax owed for individuals and families. So in layman's terms... That's their big selling point, right? Is this deduction mm-hmm. goes up for kids? Am I yeah for kids? And mm-hmm. so that and a couple of other things, I I thought that it sounds like this new tax policy that they're pushing will actually end up costing older Utahns a lot more because they don't have that benefit. Well, there there is a, a mechanism in the proposal that sits in front of us now that says if you take Social Security, for example you have some sort of a credit because you're on that. Yeah, there's like that, a, right. I think there's income. like a fixed income credit. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so you like, you can pick like, it's like the social you're supposed security. supposed to lie guys. So then the voters, cause you know, the older <laughs> people vote will be like, yeah, fuck that. We're not voting for it. Well, and that Whatever. was one of my questions for you, Katie, was that, you know, so I did see that piece in there that was like, <laughs> okay, they're going to bump that way up to $2,500. So like there could be, a, you know, a, a big state windfall for families mm-hmm. at the end of the year. But, What's the trade? Sort of like what we just talked about with with the food tax, where it's like you're paying this tax all year long. Mm -hmm. And then if you file their little paperwork or you claim that tax through your CPA or whoever, then you can get that money back. Is is it the same here? Like what what what's the trade for this twenty five hundred dollars? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that one is. That's further down than I've (laughs) Well, no worries, yeah. Because I mean, because like we said, this came out on Friday at five thirty, so everybody's off work and we sit here on Sunday. And mm-hmm. there's 200 pages. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. we're trying so, to blast through as much as we can do here. Do Democrats have anything that they want to propose? Anything that they want to counter with? Or is this is this backed by any Democrats? Democrats. I just totally said that. Dang. Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, the Democrats are really excited about the, the pink tax repeal, I imagine. Um, but other than that, they are not huge fans. They're really worried about the food tax. Um which they should be. We should all be very worried about that. Um, as far as their own proposal, I feel like I've heard some kind of like a rumor or a whisper about something that they said that they were going to propose, although maybe that was a dream that I had and I was hoping <laughs> that they would have something to promote. No, we'll hope it's a premonition. <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you, speaking of premonitions, um, Mike Lee did appear to me in a dream once. <laughs> When, oh when he was God. this yeah i need to was work sweaty i need to work less <laughs> no, no i've seen him in person i don't see sweaty, sweaty. Cl- oh i seen as clammy yeah mm. super clammy, clammy. right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like he has really wet hands and you're like why that was yeah so what did he say to you in your dream oh it was when we didn't know who was going to be the next seat on scotus and so everybody thought it was going to be him yeah. and he came oh. to me in a dream he's like don't worry they asked me but i turned them down <laughs> oh my god like thanks for doing us a solid so mikey we need to listen to katie she might know some she knows things. Some things. She, she gets some things, things in dreams. Oh I gosh. thought it was a funny dream, and I told my colleagues, and they're like, "You need to work less. <laughs> you <laughs> need to work <laughs> less." Utah is important. We're fighting for working people here. So, wow. is there anything we can do? Are we just no? You should show up because they are very sensitive. Very okay. sensitive to um, first of all, the legislature and legislators in general are super sensitive. I've noticed, um, but they are very sensitive to what's happening with this tax reform. I've heard people say like the outrage works and is working and people showing up i mean really showing up in support of the educators and um 
Yeah, because that's an easy one, right? So, like, what kind of outrage are we talking? Like, can I show Dan up and be like, so, tables. yeah, like, how dare you fucking pass this? Try to fucking pass this shit. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. will, or should I be like, um... Good sir, so good how sir. dare you? Yeah, bring like, food and throw it at him, and be like, "Look, bitches, I'm wasting my groceries on you." Yeah, and you want your fucking taxes? Here's your fucking taxes, and just throwing stuff at him. Probably no, I would, you know, yeah, because that's the food only. Tax, those are the only tax. yeah levels I have. I appreciate that. That's great. I personally am in favor of flipping tables. Um, yes. I have been. I have been at a panel when they asked me to be there as the it was a barnstormer and bridge builder event and i was the barnstormer and they oh. had other mm. bridge builders um it was a fun okay, event thanks. Um, that's like planned to yeah that was oh no well i mean like <laughs> actually um no but i would say in general the thing that works best is find out who your legislator is the most boring answer yeah, i can give yeah. and show up at their house north ogden it's okay. kyle anderson no, tomatoes no, do not show up at their oh, house okay do not show up at <laughs> oh, their oh, house. Oh, oh, i know oh. where alan christensen lives and it is a really beautiful home and i sit by his wife at city council yeah. meetings and it's really really hard not to turn around and say to Janice, what the fuck? Why did you marry him? I really. Oh, why did you Yes, marry? she's such a nice lady. And then like Alan sits there in his tweed jacket asleep. And he, okay. You got a I problem di- with tweed? <laughs> I digress. No. I, I could go to their house, but I wouldn't because that is ridiculous, people. So Don't you, do it. Like you said, even if you, you know, th- this this podcast will drop on Tuesday after the meeting has happened, but, mm-hmm. oh. you know, for those folks who are not aware, you can, you should email your, your legislator, yeah, right? Yeah, you should. Because even... Yeah, you could text them. Yeah. They, like my state one, my, or like the house one, which one? Which state. are both of them or... Do, yeah, well, yes, this is at the state level. So find out who your rep and your senator are, and you should contact them. 13. You're in Buxton's, so that's your state oh, senator. Oh, that guy's a, the one with the glasses, and he's kind of heavier set. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know who your state rep is. It might be, uh, I don't know if you have. Ray. Uh, I think his yeah. name is Ray. Paul yeah, Ray? That's Paul Ray's your guy. Yeah, I think so. Paul Ray, well, he's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, terrible. or you might be in uh, got nice Mike eyes. Schultz's. Raise like, your hand you know, like, if you've called your state rep. I sit by his yeah. wife at city council meeting. I've called my senator. Me and Mitt. We're like no, this the now. US? No, no, no. We're talking <laughs> yeah. Mitt Romney has no control over this. Yeah, yeah no, no, this one. Do not yeah. call Mitt Romney or Mike Lee's office because they have zero control. You and it's not county. No, it's not county. Not so you county. need to call your state representative. Okay, cool. So like I said, if you're in North Ogden mm-hmm. or so you live in uh, Pleasant View, it's Kyle Anderson. If you live in parts of Harrisville, Ogden, the bench, you live up in the valley. Your boy is uh, Milner. Waldrop. No, Steve Waldrop, yeah. Milner is the senator. Yeah. If you live downtown in Ogden. I imagine she wears dirty Haven pants. Roy, is that weird? Oh, my. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> is that weird? Like, she, even, that weird. I know, I know, I just shocked Katie, but she I was. I am very shocked. She was Weber State's president, and I yeah, just was. always envisioned her as wearing the clothes from Rocky Horror Picture Show under her little blouses. That's weird. So she's, I know. So she's doing the time So work. they're not necessarily dirty. Oh, like, oh, I mean, like. Dirty. Yeah, they're I thought, oh. like, it was Monday like, and she oh. was wearing, like, Wednesday or probably something. Probably now, though. Now that she's a legislator, they're probably just stinky. Moving on. <laughs> so, so, but like you said, the outrage will work. Sorry. If you email, you Bad text, post. or just straight up call them and, and, dis- and, and especially have something that you're saying, hey, I don't really like this thing or... Or is it better to ask their opinion on the the bill first? What's what's the tactic you think? So first, let me clarify. When I say outrage, um, what I mean is like engagement and involvement. I, I don't mean like don't, don't yell literally at yell at them. That doesn't work. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, being scared. Yelling and outrage does work in some instances, and that instance is when press is there and you can get their attention, and then they'll cover it, and then you can get more people talking about it. Oh, nice. Um, one-on-one conversations. Yeah, and one-on-one conversation, they they won't they will shut down and they won't listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would never, um, and in fact, I know some legislators will like collect emails of outraged constituents who start with an insult, like "dear asshole," like that stuff is going to go on their Twitter. wall. Yeah, and they're just yeah, Todd Wilder's going to post it on Twitter, you know, and they just don't listen. So the best way to do it, if I were writing my new state rep, would be you know, uh, dear representative, um, what's his Waldrip. name? Waldrip. Waldrip. Dear Alan, I am a constituent of yours. I just moved here. I have concerns X, Y, and Z. This is why I have concern about the food, the food tax. This is why I have a concern about, um, you know, getting rid of the uh, constitutional amendment for education and just, you know, walking it through very simply and just, you know, giving a yes or no. I mean, either way, they're going to count where they're going to get a count for, you know, who supports it and who's against it. But on the whole, I mean, like contacting your legislators is never a bad idea, especially the more local it gets, the more pressure they feel to actually represent their constituents. Um, and so when they start feeling the pressure, um, that's a good thing. And then also, I mean, I know this drops on Tuesday, on Tuesday so it'll be post-meeting, but there will be other opportunities to show up and, and go to the, these meetings. So yeah. is there a, um, I know oftentimes when, when uh, there were things that I opposed, and a like a, a union was behind what I was opposing. They would have like canned letters or those, something yeah, to help. Those, aren't great. No, those are no good. No. Okay, never mind. So that. so what I would do is like if you do have your own that work, Dan. Well, so <laughs> being lazy, Dan. Yeah, quit being lazy. Okay, cool. So what what th- they'll still count those. Like they'll still be, have a tally in their office and say X, you know, or for for this and Y or for that. But what you can do is take that as a framework for your own letter and then make it more personal. So like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so at Alliance for Better Utah, what we'll sometimes do is like contact your representative, use this form, and then we'll give you bullet points. Like this is what you should hit. This is what you should uh, talk about. Cool. Yeah, and that's then, what I'm looking for. And then use that in your I do own, my own work. I do. I mean, it's, I mean like who mm-hmm. really has the time to sit there and study the intricacies of tax reform, it's especially difficult. a third bill. Katie Matheson you know? does. That's right. <laughs> Boom. So, I mean, I, I would even if all you have the time for is sending a, a form letter, I would still do that. Like if it's that or nothing, I would do that. Cool. So. And, but you're going to get you, you're going to get better traction if, you know, like you said, you, you personalize it and not just go with the can oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, you know, dear, dear representative, I, you know, my name is Katie. I grew up in a family that, you know, struggled to put food on the table. A food tax would hurt families like my family. Please, you know, think of the children. Thank you. Like, will somebody think of the children? <laughs> like literally, that could be your job. letter. <laughs> yeah, so, will you talk? Zika. Will you talk about Alliance for a Better Utah just a little bit and kind of oh, yeah. the broader mission oh, and how people idea. can support you? Will you edit that out and then let me? Okay, ask yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Meg. This is good. Now, will you tell me a little bit more about Alliance for a Better Utah? Sure. Thank you for asking. What a great question. So Alliance for Better Utah is a nonprofit that advocates for um, progressive policies in Utah and then does accountability work with politicians. So, for example, um, we were the ones who filed the FEC complaint against Mia Love when she illegally raised over in excess of $1 million for her campaign. Um, so that's kind of our accountability work. We've called out, you know, city council people when they posted super racist or misogynistic stuff. Um, Bill Swanson. Oh. <laughs> oh. Send us the details. There's, there's plenty She's of stuff in North Ogden for you. Excellent. Oh, I'm yeah, so excited. You're going to yeah, uh, have your hands full. There's a lot in Weber County. Um, so uh, 
um, we um, found so so we do accountability work, but then we also advocate, um, like I said, for progressive policies. So we're up on the hill every single day of the session, following stuff. You know, it, it's remarkable the types of things that get said in committee hearings when there's not a lot of press there, or um, you know, I mean, sometimes there are a lot of press there, but sometimes there aren't, and so we're the ones who find. You know, we one time heard a legislator say on a it was a number of years ago about IUDs and it was 13 people on the committee and like 11 of them were men and they were sitting there talking about how IUDs impact people. And one of the legislators said, now, if I had a uterus, what would I think about this? And so we were the ones who were like, "Okay, well, that's weird. You shouldn't say that. Um, or, you know, we went after um, Brady Brammer hard when he on the floor of the of the of the legislature said um, 18 weeks is as long as a football season. A woman should know whether or not she wants to keep or oh keep her pregnancy by that point. Wow. So he literally compared point. pregnancy to <laughs> don't John. that Think is a how many no, that is a terrible point. No, do the not fantasy football team. Do I hit him in the head with a football <laughs> helmet or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should not get into this so right now. Me, I just, <laughs> that will not end well. Just sitting here with you for this this time, I am amazed at your brain. I really oh, am. Thank and, you. and I think about, you probably have a room full of people with a brain like yours talking about this. And I think that that's so great that there's somebody on the side of the people. Like you said, there's not a lobbyist group up there for the people. So I appreciate that Alliance for a Better Utah is there. Yeah. Thank you. Their brains figuring it out. Thank you. It's a, it's a hilarious time. And we, uh, (laughs) we, um, you know, we do it because we love it and also because it really needs to be done. And, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for it to be done. And we also really appreciate the work of our allies who we rely very heavily on in this work, um, because we take on so many issues. We don't necessarily specialize in any one issue. So we rely heavily on groups like Utah Health Policy Project and Voices for Utah Children and the ACLU and Planned Parenthood and all these organizations that we work with, um, to, you know, fight for these causes. Like when we, um, really went, really went to battle, I would say on Medicaid expansion this past legislative session, um, which was a hell of a time. Mm. So that, that was wild to see that. Yeah, happen, so. it was. Well, and I, well, I was gonna say one nice thing that you guys did after that ended up going down was that, um, you put out, I think it was like a list or something like mm-hmm. here are all of the, the legislators that voted mm-hmm. for the Medicaid expansion bill that swapped out prop three and you know, these, this is, but it, but the people in their, in their area voted for prop three. Right. So, and there were quite a few Weber County legislators on there. Kelly miles was on that list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle Anderson was on that list. Steve Waldrop had not joined the state legislature yet. Uh, Same with Cal Musselman. Uh, Mike Schultz voted for that. And of course Lee Perry voted for that. Like, and then when we get to the senators, of course, Alan Christensen was the sponsor right here in Weber County. And he mm-hmm. probably doesn't even remember. He probably doesn't. <laughs> Every time I talk to him, I'm like, do you remember when you did this? And he's like, I don't recall that. I'm going to go back to napping. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hang on. Let me park weird. Napping. Uh, so we appreciate that, that kind of stuff because, it, yeah. you know, it sort of makes it easy for us up in Weber County to say, oh, that guy did that? Because yeah. mm-hmm. that was a special session. Or no, that wasn't during the... the it the, was during the, the session. Oh, okay. So, yeah. that, so never mind then. Like Waldrop and Musselman had already joined the state legislature. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Prop 2, which was a medical That was a, a special session. Cannabis, yeah, yeah, which was a special session. See, listen listen to these December. brains here, people. No, I messed it up. But I appreciate well, I wasn't talking about you. Like I was talking that. about Katie. <laughs> <Ouch>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brains. I have multiple brains. Now. Well, thank you so much for coming here and spreading this information. And hopefully it motivates people. 
So yeah. we're going to take a break now and try to unload what we've just learned. <laughs> That's not a toilet humor joke. <laughs> Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back! No. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Okay. That's good. It gets okay, guys, we had a break, uh, and now we're back. To talk about polls. Woo. Dan loves a good poll. And as a woman, I can say the joke. We're not talking about the ones you dance on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the poll where you go and make a vote. On in, Facebook. In, so in the Facebook group on Junction City Forum. Yeah. I'm so eloquent. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So the poll was on who won the Democratic debate in Atlanta. Hmm. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. I didn't watch it. Medea Studios. Right? Wasn't it Medea Studios? Although I've become yeah, slightly obsessed with um, Kishibashi. Nope. That's a band. What's uh, the name yeah, of the crazy... Guy. What's the crazy lady uh, that Andrew Hillary Yang? Clinton hates? Oh. Gabbard. Oh, oh Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, Tulsi. I am now following her on Facebook. Oh, and I find her oh. She's so go mystifying. The Russians have got you. She's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Can we stop? <laughs> no, I don't like her. She's insane. I just can't get enough of this Miss America that's running. It's amazing to me. I met Tulsi Gabbard in... Yeah, I met her a while ago. I met a couple of them. And um, she surprisingly, I mean, she has definitely gone off the rails, but she hasn't, like, she scared me shitless when I met her. Like, her per- like her presence, so she's, say, like, I, so she seems like she intense like, and strong. Even and I was, like, I was, like, shaking yeah. after I met her. I'm, like, I'm not voting for you. Like, I, I'm not <laughs> supporting you. But for some reason, I was so freaked out when I met her. And that's why, when I say Miss America, I mean, she has the whole package. Yeah. And... That's why I'm, I watch her on her Facebook page, and I am just mystified by this woman. And if she's the VP, though, would you still mm, would you no. be upset with that? Would that bother you? Yes, mm, yes. Because yeah. she's, she's saying weird stuff. Yeah, she's, she's saying, saying weird, weird stuff. What's the, what? What kind of weird stuff do you feel like she's saying? Like, the, is it the calling on like Hillary or like she, what are, her last post? She had a whole thing on how uh, it was our job to support. What was the coup that just happened? Was it in Bolivia? Bolivia. Yeah. And she had a whole thing about Bolivia and how we need to not be involved in Bolivia. And I'm Which is fairly certain true. we're not mm. in Bolivia forcing. Oh. Are we? Oh, come on. My, come on. Our see, track record. Crazy, our then. track record in, in Central America breath- is fucking terrible. Mm. But it's South America. Central and South America. It's the same <laughs> thing. Whatever. It's it's so bad. No, I I don't know. I don't I don't buy that it wasn't us. No, she was saying really weird conspiracy theory level stuff a couple of weeks ago, and that's when she started going after Hillary Clinton. And she was saying all this stuff. And I was like, you like you sound like Donald Trump right now. Like just the wild, like completely out of left field stuff that she was saying. Was she I was like, in the debate? She was. Yeah, she was. I didn't yeah. watch the debate. So I was moving. She got beat up by Kamala Harris and uh, I think Pete, Pete Buttigieg right? again. Yeah. I'm oh, that's right. I watched that. Okay. I, I thought she was like way segment. behind she not is. long ago. Why is she in the debate? 
because, because other people have dropped no, out. No, because I I I think it's because Hillary uh like she probably said raised her profile, right, raised her profile, and was like, why it's, would you even do that? It's true. But, yeah, that was on David Plouffe's podcast when that happened. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah. So so the polls. Yeah. <laughs> who who won the poll according to the JC peeps? Who won the debate? I like that five people oh, voted that Kamala that's Harris. Yeah, <laughs> These, just, you know, I just had four sets of eyes looking at me like, come on, read what happened. I thought Kamala Harris had been losing her appeal among voters, but she won our poll. She won our poll. I, she won the debate, but I don't think that that did anything for her, right? Uh, like, I mean, we'll it's see. not going to. We'll see. She's not. I know. Well, and then the next vote was Elizabeth Warren, who I have a deep and abiding love for. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. And then Bernie. And then Andrew Yang, Same. and then oh my gosh, Cory Booker. I like Corey do you guys Booker. not know who his girlfriend is? I do. Oh. I don't. Who is it? Rosario Dawson. Tell us. Yeah. Um, really? Five thousand twenty minutes. Okay. Seasons of Love, y'all. Yep. Okay, that's that's what I know her from. Rent. Rent. What about kids or the Rundown or Clerks too? Oh, she was in all those. That one tw- Tarantino movie? It doesn't matter. Let's what? go. She what? was in Pulp Fiction, wasn't no, she? No, no, no. The one with the cars. Death Proof. Yes, Death Proof. She was in that. Oh, I'm not one. familiar with that. No, no, she was. It. She was in Pulp Fiction, wasn't she? Because she, she was, was in Pulp Fiction. She was the, the cab no. driver for the Bruce Willis thing. No. You sure? No. Oh, my God. So as God. forgettable no, she as she no, is she in that movie, that okay. is, for me, Joe Biden in this race. Yeah, the only oh person. God, I forgot he was on stage. The only person that voted Joe Biden was... Of course, Oscar. the kingmaker. Yep, he's like, I love what he said about gateway drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet you did. Yeah, I bet you did. No, I think that the worst moment for Joe Biden though was when he's up there and he and they made fun of him on SNL for this. He's like, Oh yeah, he was like, I, you know, I've been endorsed by the only black woman ever in the Senate because he was making the point <laughs> that like, God. and then Kamala Harris is standing on the stage and she's like, Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody starts laughing. They're like, He's. What was Go lay cute? down, Uncle Joe. Yeah, what was cute as a <laughs> vice president down. is Go. no longer cute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and so, so they roasted him on SNL over that. How many more of these do we have? Debates. Probably several, just as many <laughs> as That's how decide. we're deciding who gets the nominee now. We're just going to have debate after debate it's after an endurance debate. Content. Until it's like guys, Big Brother. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a nominee yet for the 2020 general, so we're going to have to push this election off. <laughs> right. so, Can we uh, move this to 2020? We're just well, having now, so much fun. I mean, we just had a new announcement for a new candidate. So instead of losing, oh, Bloomberg, we're Bloomberg getting new one. It's good timing. Because what 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 universe is he living in that he's like the Democrats are like <laughs> progressives are like literally eat the rich and he's like oh, okay I'll I'll be, become a nominee. I feel like yeah. he decided to oh, get himself that, yeah, in yeah. because his neck is starting to look like a vagina and so he thinks he's going <laughs> to confuse female voters. I think he's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> don't you think he's lost? He looks thin. Sorry, you he looks I don't, thin. I don't remember. He decided to declare his candidacy <laughs> he's like, for no, president. No, this is it right here. <laughs> he's looking in the mirror and he's like, should I do it? Should I not? Yep. Now's the time. No, like I can get the female voters because my neck looks like their anatomy. So one point that somebody made, and I, I thought it was a valid one, they're like, Republican billionaires build media companies to push their agenda. Progressive millionaires or billionaires, yeah, run for president. They yeah. waste their money and run for president. Wasn't there an article where they were like, the like, best thing that he could do for us right now is buy Fox News? Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked that oh, idea. Liked great. It. Yeah. Buy it and burn uh, it down. Isn't that a great idea? You, you'd save democracy. Yeah. Nope. Hey, no. Hey, so this is really old news, but is anybody watching Succession? 
Yes, I watched I the just first season. Of that. that was a good Isn't show. Isn't it so like, good? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Oh, don't spoil season two, guys. HBO. No, I don't watch it. Never mind. It's, it's got like, bad stuff it's in like, it. I've never seen it. It's sort of like a drama based around oh, a Rupert Murdoch type family. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So good. Cool. Season one is lame. Half of season two. Dude, mm. I was so mad and at the... It got better. Why? I was mad I like at the it end now, of season but one. It, anyway. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. I digress with succession. Did you see my little rhyme there? Yeah, it was really good. All right, it's time to wrap up the show with my personal favorite moment. That's my DJ voice. <laughs> no. Well, I like the pinkies up and thumbs down. Do you know what this is, Miss Matheson? Yeah, yes, it was explained to me right before we started okay. doing this. <laughs> right before, right right. before we go back on um, As host, I am going to pick who is going to start. Oh, oh my gosh. John, Miles, you may oh. not talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Oh, man. That really no, good. John, oh, man. you go. You go, John. I'll go. All right. Uh, I had something. I wanted to do something about the impeachment because there were so many pinkies up and thumbs down, but then I couldn't decide. And then it was going to be a thumbs down to Joe Biden for his stupid gateway drug comment. Yeah. But where I decided to land was Mark Zuckerberg. Thumbs down to that asshole. Did you guys hear that he had a secret meeting at the White House? Mm. An undisclosed meeting like two months ago, I think. And he's been, I mean, that's not the only undisclosed meeting he's been having with these high ranking Republicans. So ever since you mentioned it, Dan, that you were going to yeah. delete your Facebook, right. I've wanted to. I like every week I think about it, but it's like they have I kind of can't. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's how I stay in touch with North Ogden politics. It's how we stay in touch with the JC peeps. Yeah. And it's now how you can uh, promote your stuff for yeah. free. He's got you by the business balls and well, by the personal balls. Right. And the Democratic Party, they advertise all of their stuff on there. So it's really tough. And then and so I told myself, you know what, I'm just gonna stop posting anything. But then I can't help it. Sometimes Republicans say this really <laughs> dumb shit and I have to go argue with them for a while. <laughs> so I can't Doug decide. Gibson. Yeah. My I'll other see thought, you. I'll see you, bro. I'll see you. Here's this idea. I thought I'm going to only post things that are the opposite of what I feel. Like I'm gonna my Facebook wall is gonna be like I'm a big Trump lover just to throw them off. What? I don't know how you're but winning I don't think there, that's dude. That's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, how are you that winning? The only not, thing I can yeah. do is take my account off of Zuckerberg's giant list of accounts. That's the only thing that even matters slightly, even though it's just a drop in the bucket. So I don't know. I you, might just do that one day. But you're still, yeah. I was one say, day, one day, you, one might day, do I might that. just be promoting the shit out of us on Twitter. Get on Twitter, dude. No Making one uses it, a Twitter account, right? I use it. That's it. Yeah, and okay. you can't. And and here's Twitter's the other playground. thing too. You can't do Instagram because Instagram's yeah, right. Facebook. Yeah. You can't do WhatsApp because that's Facebook. Oh, I never yeah. use WhatsApp anymore. There's though. all kinds of shit. And Snapchat, you go, everybody thinks you're having an affair. Mm-hmm. And, and Snapchat. That that's those, the other thing are, for Facebook. <laughs> like all okay. of the elected <laughs> officials locally, <laughs> I don't have their... Have disappeared? I, no? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have elected <laughs> officials' phone numbers, but I am friends with them on Facebook. So I that's message true. them that's and we true. talk. Yeah. But like, I would lose all of that. What about Reddit? Nobody's on Reddit. Dude, right John right loves now. Reddit, dude. I'm on Reddit. I do love Reddit. Yeah. Ooh, you're on. Ooh, I'm looking at everybody Ogden trying to figure out. I'm on Reddit. Your no, NYB because that was, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today I fucked up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's your. So was that a thumbs down? Thumbs down to Facebook it? and my dependency. Hmm. Someone else now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and that I, was I, it. I, I mean, that, that was. I'm super duper duper disappointed that I couldn't come last. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you for your. Thank words. you for thanking yeah, me. Thank you. Very good words. 
All the I'm good sad. words. Very good words. No. Um, <laughs> this is what I makes John really, great. I was really sad that I couldn't come last week because eh, I need to discuss the Real Housewives. Oh, of Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. Pinkies up Andy Cohen for coming to Salt Lake. Uh-huh. I looked up a lot of, they say that the cast list is not official, but I looked a lot of them up, and there's some good really? people on that cast. The, who, like I just, knowing you would have any idea who they are, but. How would you, uh, me, you don't think that I would know, or you don't yeah, think because that Because I anybody... don't even, I, I don't know them, they're, but they're just, you can see that some are, one, one on the list is her husband is a hedge fund manager and they're from Farmington. Oh boy. And they are clearly LDS. Which if you watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake, so or no, I mean Real Housewives, the genre, it's fueled by alcohol. Mm. I mean it's <gasps> you, when you flip the table and you're prostitution whore married nineteen times. Nobody watches that show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's all because they're drunk. So I am super excited that we are going to have a Real Housewives of Salt Lake. I cannot wait to watch it. I can't wait. So when there's it's the start of the show and they have their taglines, you know. And then at the end they all, depending on which one it is, they hold out whatever symbolizes that area. So in Atlanta they hold a peach. In New York mm. they hold an apple. In Beverly Hills they hold a diamond. What will they hold in Salt Lake? Beehive. Well, I saw some. It was a hook of Bees. They're going to hold bees. The one picture was of a snowball. Nah, that sucks. So yeah, no, that that's makes stupid. sense. That's though. stupid. I mean, but it makes sense. I love this idea. What are they going to hold out? To <gasps> we should symbolize? put that out to the JCP. What are they going to hold out? That's the poll. <laughs> that's the poll. This well, week. then it got me thinking who would be the real housewives of Weber County? Mm. There was some crazy people in Weber County that Who's I would love to girl? see on television. Phil Swanson. Yeah, no. Phil Swanson. Let's do it. Let's put Phil Swanson. Alan Christensen. So that my pinkies up is to Andy Cohen for embracing the Utah way and coming here. You it's know what? Be great. I had no Utah interest way. in this. It'll be a jazz ball until you mentioned it, and then I looked it up. And Andy Cohen, like, he had just like one statement that he put out, and I'm totally in now. I think he said, "The thing about Real Housewives is that we have these women." in power but they're in like networks of power like insular communities and and salt lake is big on this insular community with the business and church culture yes mm. like you're going to be looking mm. inside of and, of yeah well and he has said in his other genres they've had to make the people friends they have to stage it so that they really know each other because in real life they really don't. But here in Salt Lake, the group of women that are slated to be on it actually know each other. They actually are Small friends. Small enough. Mm. Yeah. So they don't have to make up the drama. Make up, it's actually there. So, ooh, it's gonna be good. And then I love the idea of them doing Jello shots at the end because at the reunion you all take a drink that kind of symbolizes oh. the the season. So will they just have like funeral potatoes? Yes, they're come on, it's gonna come up. Because there are certain things about Utah. And so looking up, there are some women that are LDS. There are some that aren't. Mm. It's going to be good. So I'm All excited. Right. I'm sorry, but this show sounds shit. No, listen, John. This, okay. yeah. this is Dan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was channeling my, my Real Housewives talk. So you'd say, I know this is your day, Dan. <laughs> I know that this is not a good time, but I have got to say... My story. I've got to tell you my piece, okay? <laughs> I know this isn't the best time, but I have to tell you my truth. My oh, is that where that comes from? Yeah. my truth. It sounds like my four-year-old my daughter. Baby. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is something teaches in school. <laughs> These women are like your four-year-old daughter. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. So my thumbs up. 
uh, pinkies up goes right. goes to Elon Musk and the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck is so stupid. I'm gonna are fucking buy me? one. Are what are you talking about? Are you me, is it a transformer? Oh, I'm sorry. You it's a hate Cybertron? No, dude. It's like it's, a it's Cybertruck. like no, dude. It's like if. A Pontiac Aztec and a DeLorean Stop. had a baby. Stop. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. No, no, no. Stop. It's not. No, no I love it. it. I think it's beautiful. No, I think it's, it's really It looks cool. like my drawings from like the fourth grade of a truck. I've That's been seeing memes about me this <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but then I look at it a little closer. I'm going to buy one and I'm going to paint it green and I'm going to just blast Halo 3 music. Right? Terrific. Right? It's going to be my little warthog. It's going to be awesome. And... It's going to tow like a, an F one fifty, but but no emissions. Yeah, how right. can you the tires, hate that? The tires how can are you really fucking cool hate that? No, I don't hate the electric aspect. I hate the design. The design is terrible. It's stupid. It's the car you see on the road, and you're like, oh, that guy drives that. What no, it's idiot. like nothing you've ever seen before. I just told you it's what it nothing. what it is. You're gonna have to invest. Like it's a Pontiac Aztec, and it's around. a DeLorean. That's what it is. <laughs> no, you've it's never stupid. seen. No, nope, I've seen lie. it, dude. It's dumb. And right. it's got the cool little ATV that you charge in the in the trunk. Jeez. It looks like a transformer. Did you see the video of the window breaking though? Stop. Yeah. Oh yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want you to bring that part up. <laughs> I thought it was fascinating, and then how they said that Elon's devastated. Did at you see the, his stock dropped? No, it didn't. Yes. For the hundred dollar, no. Yes, it did. Let me Google it I, right now. His I, stock dropped. I have but, stock but in Tesla. Oh. Allegedly, he has stock in. Tesla. They sold like a, <laughs> they pre-sold like one hundred forty thousand of these things. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. I would buy one. I think they're neato. I I'm think the headlights are neat. <laughs> Who else has a it. pinky up, thumbs down? Katie, I have a pinky up. Yeah, yeah. I have a pinky up for two very awesome, kick-ass, and authoritative women who sat in committee hearings in Congress this week and told the truth about Mm. what's going on in the State Department. Yeah, Uh, there was a wonderful um, piece in the Washington Post about how people during. the first hearings with the Taylor ambassador Taylor is yeah, that Bill his Taylor, name? Yeah. Bill Taylor, and everyone's like, "Oh, his voice reminds us of Walter Cronkite," and you know, "Oh, he's so authoritative, and people trust him because of the sound of his voice." And people historically, like you know, a, a typical misogynistic slur against women is, um, "Oh, she's shrill," right? Yeah. Hillary Clinton was shrill because yeah. we don't have we don't have um, kind of. A repertoire. We don't have a repertoire of authoritative women's voices in our minds Mm. because historically women have not been the ones to speak authoritatively. And so these two women started to build our our library of what women. Katie just blew my mind. I liked it too. Go read the Washington Post article about it. It's it's and it's amazing and it's so true because people go at women's voices all the time when they want to undercut them and it's always something like I just don't like the way that she sounds. She I just don't trust her. It's you know blah blah blah. My my degree is actually in vocal performance. I'm a trained opera singer and so I spend a lot of time. Well, we've got a microphone right here. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) opera singers don't sing into mics. They. Yeah. They amplify their Duh, own stuff. That's the thing. John, man. come on. <laughs> so, How disrespectful. So, of and you. I used to teach voice, so I spend a lot of time listening to voices and, and listening to people change their voices oh, when they try and yeah. assert authority in a room. And so it's fascinating to me. So, oh, so that Wait. whole thing for me was just... Oh. <laughs> just Sorry. She got so excited. <laughs> no. So here, I will just no, this. And I, there we go. You know, oh, sorry about that. Fiona Hill. I, You know, I have... I have Three sisters and my mom. 
Dr. Hill. She's Dr. the one who spoke she to her. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, for some reason, on Apple. I was thinking, yeah, I, exactly. That's where my mind went to. Well, she's she's great too. But yeah, I mean, me and my sisters and my mom were all just texting each other furiously as this woman speaking, just going, "She is a game changer." Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a game changer. Oh How gosh. she closed out that hearing and called those men out for leaving, and then, you know, bringing up his point. I, it, she just had the grace. But also the integrity to mm-hmm. to matter, yeah, yeah. So. And I like I like the thing too when you know she I, I think it was in her opening statement where she like decimated the Republican mm-hmm. trope of like oh well the Ukrainians are the one that meddled in the election. She's like guys, this is a Russian conspiracy that is hurting the United States and you are helping mm-hmm. right. stop it. Oh, mm-hmm. I love her. And it was just like whoa, Nunes, dude, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta not do that. Sorry, Chris mm-hmm. Stewart. <laughs> oh, Chris Stewart is the absolute worst. Yeah. Give him your thumbs down. Thumbs down to yes. Chris Stewart. Yes. Two yeah. thumbs down to Chris yeah. Stewart. This is my, now Katie. Yeah. Now Katie. Why are you wearing that coat today? Did you feel like that was the coat you needed to wear? Because I was yeah, no question why an officer would wear his dress blues to a congressional hearing. Yeah. My dad, who is... You know, retired military lieutenant colonel. That is what you wore to show the top respect to whatever you were doing. Wow. What a mother. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Stewart sucks. Chris Good Stewart's thumbs down. Yeah. Can I ask you what you think of our voices, listening to our voices now? Oh, my now? God. Oh my God. I'm not going to sit here and judge your voices. You no, no, no. Maybe after the show. After the show. And we'll put it. I feel like I sound like we'll George Costanza. Yeah, please. Can't oh stand you. It's so good because then we can like, <laughs> you know, know if we need to not be so nasally. No, no. The thing that always <laughs> jumps out to me is when people talk like this and they have a lot of vocal fry. Oh. And it happens. Oh. The You're vocal fry. Me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, no, nobody here has vocal fry, but a lot of... Um, Shane, it's Shane's a Utah a thing. Freezer. Utah in particular does it for some reason. I don't know. It's like, a, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yes. Yes. But it's a... Uh, I feel like a lot of women try to dumb themselves down in Utah. Mm-hmm. So they talk like that. I want to have a whole episode on vocal. I know. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yes. oh, We're going to bring you back to that. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Wow. It's going to have nothing to do with what we so do on this show amazing. ever. Amazing. How come we don't like. teach voice lessons anymore? Oh, because it doesn't pay the bills for one. I have a kid that needs voice Me lessons. Me too. Sign up. Oh, my gosh. I should have come here years ago when I was looking <laughs> for students. Oh, no. Wow. I have no, uh, no music. It, funnily enough, I went into music because I really didn't think that I could do anything else. And then I fell into this political world via activism. And turns out music was like a side detour in my life. And the thing I really should have been doing the whole time was She's politics. Like, no yeah. to the talks, cult. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, didn't wasn't there like an opera person on like the uh it was like a commercial ah never nope. mind. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, strike I'm, gonna, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> oh, you got to cut that. As host, no, you, you will leave that in. <laughs> leave it in. All right, well, you leave got in. one, Colby? Yeah, I, yeah, so I have a pinkies up. Um so the first one is um if you know anything about um so last year or I think it was earlier this year, Ogden City dedicated a playing court I can't remember exactly where it was in the city, but they dedicated after Wat Misaka, who was a Japanese-American basketball player, played at Ogden High School two years at Weber State, and then he went and played for two years with the University of Utah. They won a national championship with Wat on the team, yeah. But Wat was on the team in the mid-40s, you know, so this is in the height of 
Japanese Americans being moved to internment camps, all that stuff. Unfortunately, Watt passed away this week on mm. Wednesday. So Pinky's up to Watt Misaka. He was the first person of color to be drafted in the, in the NBA. He was 95, he right? He was 95, wow. yeah. I, got, I had the chance to meet Watt last year. We screened a documentary about his life on campus. It was when I was still working at Weber State. And uh, the archives had him come up, and we got to meet him. And he was a super great guy, loved the game of basketball. And, um, yeah, unfortunately passed away. That's so, a good pinkies up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but thumbs down to Jim Jordan. I mean, we're going to go back to impeachment here. Like, Jim Jordan literally has no plan. Like, he gets his five minutes, and it's just this, like, soliloquy of, of Somebody grievance. Said it, That's said it best. They said he's like a high school kid in debate that knows he's never going to win the debate, so he just goes on and on and on just to prove that he's right. <clears throat> he and needs he, to give him something to play on Fox. he couldn't even wear a suit jacket. And then they have the. He never does. But he no, never does. Yeah. To me, then question Vinman, who is dressed in his best dress, has all of his buttons polished and his medals polished, and then you have the audacity to question, and you couldn't even bother to put on a jacket to present testimony. Well, not testimony. Yeah, but I questions. just think it's. I think it's crazy that like they moved Jim Jordan onto the Intelligence Committee. Like he was some kind of ringer. Like he was the answer that they were looking for. Yeah, they, they bring love him. him in. That's yeah. like his role now. Yeah, they, and and all he does is he just like berates the the witness. But that's what his audience wants. This is all a sham and a waste he's of time. Do, he's doing what they want him to do. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He certainly he's is. He's giving Fox News the talking points. But yeah, but I mean, thumbs down to Jim Jim Jordan. Double thumbs down. G Y M Jim Jordan. And furthermore, like this is a guy who covered up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. He's been implicated in, you know, accusations, and it's like this guy's a dirtbag. Like thumbs down. This is what the Republican Party is. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely picked polar opposites on your. Yeah, well, Wabasaka is a great person. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Jim Jordan Thanks for giving us that one last. <laughs> 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 Could have done the thumb, the pinkies up last, man. All right. Why is this happening? Yeah, why is this happening? <laughs> That's the commercial. I can't believe that you're playing a commercial <laughs> and you're not getting any money for this. Yeah, yeah. we're not getting paid for this. I what just had to make on? sure if I was keeping it in, I why? had I had just to so make sure. Know, he was laughing like he has discovered the best <laughs> because, joke in oh the world. Because it's God. J.G. Wentworth. It's that old man. Do you guys don't remember that? No. It's my money and no. I want it now. Yeah, no? I remember that. You terrible. know what I'm talking yep. about. God awful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to do that. Okay, go on with your show. Oh, yes, I am the host. Your show. We are now going to start over at the top of the rundown. (laughs) Ready, everybody, welcome to Junction City Podcast. No, okay, thanks for listening. Upcoming events. events. Upcoming events. It's right there. Oh, shit, there's a rundown. She she did scroll away from it. Upcoming events. The Opt Outside River Cleanup at the Lauren Farr Park Pavilion. What day is that? Not... Um, Black Friday. Black, no. Yeah. Yeah. November twenty. I got confused. Thanksgiving's coming up. Shiz. Okay. November 29th at Friday. Can I just tell you that Brian's family told me I couldn't have wine at Thanksgiving? Stupid. <gasps> yeah. You just don't tell them. Yeah. Just Brian, tell really bring a flask. Put, put, it, it, like a put it in a Martinelli's bottle and be like, oh, it's mm. Martinelli's. It's just a different color. No. You get a oh, Sprite. You get, you can get white wine. You get a really... Sprite. You dump most of it out. You pour in the white wine I mean, instead. we have... I need wine. Okay. All right. On so November, what time is that? November 29th? What time? That's 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. That'll at Lauren Farr Park. Day after Thanksgiving. Go clean and the that river sounds, wine. I bet it will be a really beautiful day, and it'll be a good way to digest some turkey. Yeah. 
So, okay, so my favorite event is on Saturday, November 30th, the Ogden's Electric Light Parade and Christmas Village Grand Opening. Yeah. It's at the amphitheater. It starts at 4.30 and goes till 9, and it really is a fun event. It is. Yeah, you can see Santa in the parade. And it just lets you see the awesome diversity that is Ogden. There is every type of person there. It's it's just a really fun carnival atmosphere, and there's fireworks, and there's not a bad seat in the house. It is cold as shit, though, so please. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cold. All right, and then December 6th, that's a Friday, we have the Climate Strike, and that's at the Ogden Union Station. Oh, yeah. Starts at noon. It's going to be another Climate Strike, yep. So it's time to time to pay attention, folks. The glaciers are melting. All right, that is at the Union Station. Hey, you can follow us on Facebook at the Junction City Podcast. Nope, I quit. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 no, that was great. Instagram, yeah, YouTube, exactly. Show notes on the website junctioncitypodcast.com. Don't Thanks get... for letting me host and volu- like nominating. Do you Thanks think the JC Peeps, JC Peeps yeah. nominated you? They wanted I gotta it. Give a shout out to Nina Morris. Thanks, Nina. She's yeah. got my back and my butt Sundays. I need my butt Sundays. <laughs> That's what we call my nut Sundays. I okay. don't know what either. What? Yeah, <laughs> both I of those. I ordered nuts. <laughs> don't know that either okay. one of those. Was... <laughs> Sorry. So, but anyway, tell your friends about the podcast and write us. So yes, we can get right because we're you're we're we doing... deserve more listeners for this quality. I'm quality telling you, product. it is my favorite thing though because I could listen to true crime. I can listen to scan all these down kind of bummer podcasts. Yeah, they make you crazy. And I love this. I turn this on and I feel all motivated and I mop my floor and. That's right. Clean and my toilets. And it's a lot of fun. We have cool guests on. Yeah. Um, we're still doing the sticker thing, though, right? Yep. So take a picture of your five star rating, and we will send it or and send it to our Gmail, uh, junctioncitypodcast at gmail and we'll send you a free sticker. Yep. You can put on your computer or car or we don't have to tell them where to put stickers. Yeah. Like we say every week. All <laughs> politics is local. <laughs> <laughs>